Welcome to CYA with Rhonda. CYA means cover your assets, and Rhonda will help explain in today's show what that really means. The insurance industry has a lot of information as to what is covered and what's not. How do you put the pieces back together after a devastating loss? How do you know what the right coverage is? And if you're interested in the insurance field as a career, how do you get started? It's a lot to cover. So let's get started now. Here's your host, Rhonda Lukey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to CYA with Rhonda. I'm Rhonda, and I'm here to help you cover your assets. Let's talk insurance. This morning, I have my guest with me, George Cruz. What do we know about George? George has been in the industry for over 24 years. And trust me, people, in insurance, if you've been at 24 years, it's like 100. Right, George? Oh, you're stuck George. in it. <laughs> <laughs> See? He's still getting his coffee this morning with me, people. Okay. Um, George um, has been in the business over 24 years. He's had positions such as uh, director of claims quality, manager of claims. He's been a home office consultant. Um, he is really into it. George, give us a little bit more about your background. Yeah, so I've been in the industry for a long time. I actually started my career um, with Hurricane Andrew back in 92. Ooh. I was thrown into Andrew with no experience, and boy, that I mean, that was an eye-opener, but I gained a lot of experience going down there for six say, weeks. That was, and, and I was mean, Andrew was massive for anybody. And yeah, just starting I mean, out, Andrew, wow. Yeah, Andrew was definitely, I mean, it was just, the devastation was just incredible, but you can just see it. It was very cool, you know, helping these people, and when you give them a track, you know, I mean, they come and just give you a big hug and crying. I mean, that was an incredible experience. And that's really wow. where I started my career. But mm-hmm. I did field claims for property for, for, I don't know, 10, 12 years. Uh, I've done leadership for property claims for another eight, eight years, I would say, consulting work for about five years, including some quality work in there. So I kind of have uh, a pretty wide spectrum of, of claims on the property side of what happens on the front lines, what kind of happens on behind the scenes, why things happen, why, how coverages mm-hmm. are interpreted. So um, it, it's, this, been, it's been a, it's been a, a fun journey. <laughs> he's, when you when you've been in the business this long, people, it's it's. I don't like to say this because you can. I don't think anybody can ever say this. You've seen everything, done everything. I don't think anybody can ever say that. But at this point, yeah, we've been around the block some. Um, but I pulled George in today to help me out. Why? Because I like to help you people. Um, I do the show because I like to help people understand insurance before I get insurance. I didn't know squat about it, how it worked, how do I do present a claim, what do I get when I do a claim. George is going to help us today because we're going to talk about if you're one of those people who had a claim and you were lucky enough that it was covered, woohoo for you. Ooh. But we're going to tell you, yeah, it's always a woohoo as opposed to really, it got declined. Um, <laughs> but when you do get that covered claim, there are some things you need to know about how much you're getting paid, how you're getting paid, what the duties are of the carrier to help you get paid, um, what your duties are to get paid, and so on and so forth. Now, George has been in the business, what, 100 years, George? No, 24. But George reminds me, plus. God love him. <laughs> well, I'm just throwing it out there, throwing it out there. Um, George loves to remind me, and I can't tell you this enough, people, this show is designed to help you get a generalization of insurance, presenting a claim, how you get paid, what to expect, all of that. I cannot stress this enough. Every policy is different. 
I don't care if you have ABC insurance and your sister who lives next door has ABC insurance and you both have two homes. Guess what? Can be totally different policies, not just from carrier to carrier, but they're definitely different from state to state. You really need to look at your policy. So anything George and I talk about on the show, keep in mind, is a generalization, what we generally find and what's more common. But you need to check your policy. George, what we're here today to talk about, what are we going to talk about today? Well, there's a part of the policy that you mentioned earlier. How do people get paid? How, do, how does the insurance company define payment? Or, you know, what are the limits? Are there, what are the limits in the policy? And what are the requirements for the insurer to be paid? And any time limitations? So there's a section of the policy called loss settlement. And that section kind of spells it out a bit, even though it's a bit confusing because... All right, so let me back up a bit. And so, Rhonda, you did mention that each policy is different, each carrier is different, each coverage is different. Yep, yep. The, the, the typical, the most common policy out there is something that will be called the HO3. And the HO3 has actually different versions. So that even can oh, be yeah. different. So you may have a 2000 version versus a maybe a mm-hmm. 91 version. And mm-hmm. both versions have different coverage. <clears throat> but the launch settlement, the concept, is pretty much the same, but the actual details of how you get paid, when you get paid, expectations and so forth are different, varies by the policy, and also varies by something we call special provision. So what some carriers do is they have the HO3, what we call the base policy. These are base mm-hmm. coverages. And then the carrier comes in thinking, oh, well, we want to change that base. And most, and most of the time, the carriers will change it to benefit the insurer. And exactly. We call, it's an endorsement called uh, special provisions. And special provisions change in language in the base policy. And we'll talk about that a little bit today. But it's the law settlement that we want to talk about today. And also, you got to keep in mind, guys, that even if you have a policy and go straight to a law settlement, that doesn't mean that that's everything. There's other things in the policy. And this is so weird about the HO3, Rhonda, because I wish they organized it a way where a typical, you know, an average user can understand mm-hmm. the policy. I mean, when I first got into well, insurance, man, I didn't know how to read the policy. Exactly. Well, I mean, you? let's be honest. No, no. And not only do I not know how to read the policy, unless you're in this business, and I swear I would love to be able to take a poll, unless you're in this business, how many people have ever actually sat down to even look at the policy, not just what you get in the mail, that deck page that says what all your limits are? Have you ever really looked at your policy? A, nobody has. And B, if you do, you're going to fall asleep before you even get done reading it. And C, you're not going to understand it because, you know, on page one, it's covered. Page two, paragraph three, it's not. But page three, paragraph four, it is if it's a Tuesday and you're wearing blue undies. I'm just saying, people, it's difficult. Well, but you know, the policies are written by attorneys, so that's why <laughs> your show is here to help the consumer. Yes, we bash attorney. By the way, people, I do bash attorneys, public adjusters, um, car salesmen, and yeah, I'll throw myself in there. An adjuster, sure, I bash them all. Why not? But George, we're talking about this specific um, section of the policy, people. And and if you want to pull out your policy and understand this, it's separated into two sections: section one and section two. And it literally says section one, section two. For what we're talking about dealing with this first-party property with people uh, when you have claims, you want to look at Section 1 when it deals with the property. 
um, something went wrong and you have to turn in a claim to your carrier because your house burned down, a vehicle hit it, uh, whatever it may be. And the part that George is talking about, he's going to educate us on, is called the loss settlement provisions. Now, again, could be worded slightly different, but I, I think that's all I've seen it called in the policies I've had. How about you, George? I think so, too. I think that's all I've seen is loss settlement. I don't think that's yeah. anything else. And this is the pertinent part that, what all is included in this, George? What all is it going to tell us? Well, you know, in theory, law settlement provision is supposed to tell the insured how the, you know, what they're getting paid, how they're getting paid, and when they're going to get paid. Um, mm-hmm. But what's, what's what's strange about this policy is there are other sections of the policy that kind of also outline the same thing. Um, you know, like the special limits of liability would tell you get these special limits like jewelry and so forth. Mm-hmm. Or under the ALE coverage, that kind of tells you how you're getting paid there. And so, let's talk about um, ALE, additional living expenses, people, which, <laughs> as George and I commented before, that's another whole show. <laughs> We're going to help you out on show. that, people. Yeah. yeah. But there's different areas your policy you're still going to have to check. But for the base, yep, law settlement provisions. So what I'm trying to cover today, I'm going to go over kind of the basic concepts of the law settlement provision. And then we'll touch upon a little bit about ALE and how that works and how you get paid for that. And we'll also touch upon, if we have time, with the special limits of liability that uh, the policy uh, outlines. However, also mm-hmm. keep in mind that each policy is different, each limit is different, each condition is different. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to give you a general overview, general concept, how it works. Um, and again, each carrier may have some special nuances that they change, but the concept's the same. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. So okay. Starting Go with ahead, George. Let's start in this. Yeah. What, what's the first thing we need to look for under there? So, Law Settlement talks about, first talks about, all right, what is, how, uh, how is covered property settled? You know, like we have building coverage, building mm-hmm. damage, content damage. Uh, so, it kind of outlines uh, what we, how it's paid. So, for building on the HO3, keep in mind, policy's different. Um, there's replacement cost. All right, let me, so let me back up. Yeah, so I was going to say, under this, every, you got to work with us, people, because this is so important. There's so many different <clears throat> levels that you need to know of how you're getting paid. And he's going to talk, George, what, I'm sorry, I know I cut you off, but I think when we talked about this before, it kind of intertwines with one section to another. Uh, but buildings oh, paid at how? so connected, it's amazing. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, it is. It is. So talk to me. So buildings right, so are paid how? When, all right, so actually, before I answer your question, Rhonda. So when you go out and buy a policy, your agent's going to tell you, oh, you got replacement cost coverage. You got replacement cost coverage. So everybody thinks, cool, if I have a loss, I'm going to get the replacement cost for whatever's damaged. Well, mm-hmm. in most cases, that's not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, exactly. Not initially. So the HL3 policy, and there are policies that have, that's true replacement cost, and we'll talk about that. Um, so mm-hmm. the true HL3 policy, what, it is replacement cost on your dwelling. However... The replacement cost benefit only kicks in when the repair is actually done. So what the policy does is pays you the value of the damage, which we call ACV, which we'll define a little later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pay you the, the policy pays you the ACV upfront, mm-hmm. and then once you get the repairs done, you get that balance up to the replacement cost. And I'll give you an example. Let's say someone kicks in your front door. Your front door <clears throat> is ten years old. But brand new to install, let's say it's a thousand dollars. Okay. So, because it's ten years old, it's been kicked in before, and it's got nicks and, and dents, and it hasn't been painted. It's not scratches from Fido. Mm-hmm. 
it's only worth maybe 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. So, and we, we call that the value, today's value of that item in its, in, in its condition, we call that the actual cash value. So or the policy ACV. pays mm-hmm. you ACV, yes, or ACV. You'll hear, you'll hear actual cash value, but in the insurance terms, because, you know, we're, we're so busy, we don't have time to say actual cash value. Yeah. We'll just I don't say have ACV. time to type that. Uh-huh. Yeah, we don't type out yeah. actual cash value. We type it, or ACV. Right. Mm-hmm. Never type it out. Always ACV. So we pay, the policy or the HO3 pays ACV up front. Here's your 200 bucks. Here you go. Have a nice day. You can, you can actually do anything you want with that $200. We, oh, and, and hopefully you, we prefer that you replace the door because you'll make mm-hmm. the house better, look mm-hmm. better, increase the value a bit. So we pay you the $200. When you replace the door, you've, you've given the door guy or girl $1,000 to, re, to repair. To yeah, wait a minute. It. I want to back up here. The guy, okay. you've given the guy, I, thank you for throwing a girl in there, George. I said guy or girl. I was going to have to slam you later, but I won't now. I'll let that go. Okay, so you have a two hundred. You have this door that's worth a thousand dollars, brand new to replace. Your insurance it gets damaged. Your insurance company gives you two hundred bucks because it's all boogered up. It's not worth really a thousand dollars at this time. You pay the guy. He comes out to fix it. You pay the guy. Then what do we do, George? All right. So now, hopefully, the adjuster would have told the insured that once it's repaired, that you give me that receipt. So the insurer is supposed to submit that receipt to the carrier. The carrier will confirm, yep, it's, it's completed, and will give you that additional $800 up to the $1,000, and that's where your replacement cost benefits kick in, and that's why you have replacement costs on your policy, and that's how it works. That's and that's what you get. Now, let's, I'm going to stop you there for a second, George, because we're talking about the dwelling here, people. Doors, part of your dwelling, your your and. You can also uh, apply this. Help me, George. I'm gonna. I'm honestly gonna put you on the spot because I'm thinking real quick. On our uh, homeowners coverage is what we're talking about here, people. I'm not sure it works the same in business owner policies, the BOPS we call them, um, or CP special forms for business owners. But generally, yes, replacement cost is on the dwelling. But let's talk about that same door, George. It got damaged because um, I live in a bad neighborhood, and it got broken into. And when they were in my house. Not only did they damage the door, but they also took my DVD player, my 60-inch flat screen, and a few other items. Do I get replacement cost mm-hmm. on those? Well, you know, it depends. It all depends, Rhonda. Uh-huh. So, the, the base policy does not provide replacement cost on what we call contents. Now, for some people, you're probably thinking, all right, what's, what's my contents? Okay, here, here's what I used to do in the field. Mm-hmm. Take your house. Turn it upside down. Whatever falls out is your contents. Whatever doesn't fall out is part of the dwelling. So in this case, in your example, Rhonda, your TV would fall out, and what else was damaged or stolen? Oh, my 60-inch TV, my $50 bazillion diamond I got in the back. I had a watch worth five grand. Wow, I need, to, I need to call SIU, too. Anyway, <laughs> regardless, um, so you got all these things that fall out. So that's, that's, that's considered personal property or, mm-hmm. or contents. So the base mm-hmm. policy provides ACV on your content. However, in today today's insurance industry, you rarely see ACV contents coverage. The mm-hmm. agent always adds. I don't say always. Let me back that up. Yeah. Most again, of the time, our general. We try. Adds in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Be clear, guys. Um, most of the time, the agent adds in replacement and a replacement cost endorsement for content. So I would say ninety eight. Out of 100 times, the 
and you can add that in. Now, it's an endorsement, costs a little extra dollars. Um, but it's very little, people. Very little for what you're getting. Very little. So if you're trying to save some money, don't skimp on that. Make sure you have no. your replacement cost uh, coverage on your content. Because in Ron's example, you got that beautiful 60-inch TV. You know, this technology is moving so... It's amazing how fast technology is moving. Well, so oh, yeah. pricing. So your $1,000 TV today, um, three months from now, it's probably worth $200. Mm-hmm. So Rhonda, and then, I'm going to probably... Mm-hmm. Pay you nothing for your TV, hardly. You wouldn't pay me anything if you were my adjuster anyway, just because you want to be mean to me. So, we'll let that go. I'm going to throw this in there, people, as a good example. And I'm not making this up. And we have two minutes till break, but I I, I wanted to, my engineer's yelling in my ear. He keeps me straight, people. Um, Anyway, just for fun, because we talked about this before, George and I, on on electronics and, and ACV. My mom bought one of the first VCRs that came out. I'll give you, go ahead, George. Guess how much she paid for that VCR? One of the first ones that came out back in 80, oh, I don't know, early 80s. How much do you think she paid? Oh, if only. $900. Wow. Yes. Crazy. But we thought we were so cool with this. So if that same, so let's say that $900 VCR gets stolen. As an antique, I loved it. I kept it around the house. I love my mom. Um, anyway, kept it around the house and it gets stolen. I'm not going to see my $900, people, that was paid for. And in this case, it's a whole other story because VCRs aren't out there. But you're going to get the closest like, kind, and quality. So I wouldn't see at $900. I may see a lot less. So the replacement cost, yeah, is priceless. Doesn't mean you're getting the $900. And we'll go into that on our next segment. Um, But we'll go ahead and I'll tell you what, George, anything else you can add to this? Otherwise, we may want to wrap it up here, let people grab a cup of coffee, Say, gee, what the heck are Rhonda and George talking about? Do we want to really listen to them? Yes, because it's live, people, and you never know what I can do. Um, When we come back, people. Let's let's take a break. Yeah, let's take a break, because when we come back, we're going to get into another whole thing to look at here, people. Like, kind, and quality, um, what you're getting paid for on it. And we're going to continue about a few other very, very important things under the law settlement provision that you need to know to recover 100% of your money when we come back with CYA with Rhonda on Voice America. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Are you finding your frequency? 
It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to CYA with Rhonda. To reach Rhonda Lukey or her guest today, you're welcome to call in to the live program at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Want to drop us an email instead? Send it to CYA with Rhonda at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Hopefully you got a cup of coffee and ready to sit down and listen to George and I tell you how to make the most of your money. My guest today, George Cruz, been in the business 24 years. He's 87 years old. How old are you, George? George. I'm about 21. No, see, I thought he hung up on me when I threw that at him. See, people? I love George. <laughs> I got to know no, George when I went down. I'm good. Yeah, sure. I, w- I got to know George uh, when I went down uh, to do some catastrophe duty for Hurricane Irma, and he is just a fountain of knowledge he's he's just wonderful anyway before we took a break fountain people of knowledge a fountain of wow, knowledge fountain of well, i can't knowledge. say fountain uh, of youth i can't say fountain of youth. that's better i like that <laughs> george and i are the same age so we we keep knocking the age thing back and forth he's, he's trying to make me feel like i'm younger and i'm trying to make him feel like he's older all right um <laughs> when we left off we were talking about um i gave the example of my mom with that 900 vcr if you can believe that people and i swear it's truth um but we were talking about loss settlement, how you're going to get paid. We've already covered that um, most policies, I don't even, there are policies out there, people. I take it, George, you've seen them. Actual cash value policies for the dwelling. Yep. Meaning it burns down and it costs 100000 to rebuild it. Guess what? Your roof was 30 years old. The house was 50 years old. You're not going to see that 100000 You get whatever it's worth today. It depreciates. Those policies are more rare, but I've seen them. I've seen them. So make sure you have replacement cost policy for your dwelling. Just because you have replacement costs for your dwelling does not mean you have replacement cost on your contents. But it's extremely inexpensive compared to what it would cost to replace them. So get on your policy. Make sure you have replacement cost on your contents. So let's say we did do that. George, I'm a good person. I used my pizza money for the weekend and decided to invest it into my premium. And I have replacement cost on my contents. Let's let's go through a couple examples or an example here about if I get that lovely computer stolen. That's a fun one, guys. This is a fun one. If I get oh, that computer the, stolen. The computer. Mm-hmm. Oh, the computer, That's computer, the computers, I'm telling you. Well, I think I've got more gray hair from computers than anything else 
when handling claims. They are the worst. Yeah. The worst. Because technology moves too fast. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, earlier I talked about how fast technology is moving. And it applies to basically almost every electronic out there, but mostly computers. I mean, literally, you buy a computer today, in about a month, it's absolutely looking at better technology. That's just mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, the, the those, technology changes. Mm-hmm. Remember those Commodore 64? <laughs> I, I was still uh, in uh, diapers then, George. You may, but I was still in diapers. I wasn't alive then, so I wasn't <laughs> sure. But I, I've only heard it. But no, um, I've actually handled a claim years ago on an, uh, an insurance claim in Commodore 64 computer. Mm-hmm. And, wow, I, I mean, that name just like brings back. Emory. <laughs> I, I picture um, Sheldon from Big Bang going, ooh. Come yeah, on. Sheldon, yeah, go ahead. Idling that thing. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, back then, when this computer came out, my first computer I purchased many times, I can't remember how long ago, was about $2,500. And I can't mm-hmm. remember how much the Commodore 64 was when it first came out, but it was up there. I mean, it was in the thousands. Oh, yeah. And those were, exp- that those was were the mother load. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that was what, DOS? Back then, the first operating system was oh, DOS. The first DOS. Oh, before Bill yeah. Gates created Windows. Yeah, way back when. Oh, that's, I don't think we used... Actually, some carriers actually still use DOS today, which is mind-blowing. Oh, my, seriously? That's still out there? Yeah. People use that? Oh, it's still out there, yeah. Okay. But anyway, right. so Commodore 64, I didn't even try to clean Commodore 64 computer. I think she put down 25 or... I can't remember exactly now, but I remember it was definitely in the thousands. And mm-hmm. this is a few years ago, of course. A few years ago, they didn't make those type of computers anymore. Um, no. The technology at that point was so far advanced that I, I was able to get her and price out a computer. Uh, and at that point, it was low-end. It was like a, a base computer with a minimum mm-hmm. in it, even though it was about a million times faster and better than the Commodore 64. I priced it out for about like five to $600. Mm-hmm. So my, my client and my insurance, they freaked out. They're like, oh, wait a minute, I paid X amount, thousands of dollars on this, and you only give me 600 So I had to kind of go over the process, well, you're entitled to replacement costs, like time and quality. And it doesn't mean, you know, it gives, it allows you to, I can pay you for what to replace what you originally had today. Because exactly. you can't replace that Commodore 64 today, I have to find something better. So when we price something out, guys, look, we, the, the carrier never goes, no, never gives you a lesser item. Never goes from a Cadillac to a Pinto. Remember and let Pinto? me stop you right there. Should not go from a Cadillac to a Pinto. Should, right. <laughs> never. Always keep an eye out, Should people. not ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you've seen Unjusted doing that, you call them out on it. But oh, yeah. they should either give you equivalent or mm-hmm. better. So in this mm-hmm. case, whatever I priced out, it was better, regardless. But, oh, yeah, on um, Commodore, yeah. Anything's better. Yeah. I mean, it had Microsoft Word, and it had mm-hmm. uh, and the Intel processor. I mean, it is light and technology ahead of the Commodore. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. She, she didn't understand the concept of like kind and quality. She didn't understand the concept of today's replacement cost. She thought she was entitled to the 20, you know, the thousands of dollars that she paid for. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I explained to her to the law settlement provision that, no, we pay for lifetime quality. We pay for today's replacement cost of what you had. And we'll pay for a better equivalent or better model. And exactly. that's what I priced out. 
So and and, and your adjusters are going to tell you people it's LKQ. We pay LKQ. You're going to hear that. That's right. like kind quality. And really, I mean, she bettered on that one. I, ideally, insurance is to indemnify the person, make them whole, put them back to where they were. But in some cases, hey, people, you get a little bonus round. This old computer that was you know, crap and severely outdated. George found the closest like kind quality available today, and now she's, I'm sure, on Facebook going, look at this stuff. So, oh, I'm sure. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, mm-hmm. all those <laughs> sites. Now, don't add the other ones in there. I'm, I'm sure. Facebook, George. I'm not up to date on the rest. <laughs> That's my daughter's but job. You know, one thing, one thing that a lot of the carriers forget to do and ask the question to insured. All right, what software did you have on the computer? What <gasps> software did you oh, purchase? Huge. They always huge. forget that. So, you know, I have my own laptop. It's got several packages of software. Uh-huh. And when I file a claim, I make sure, if I'm going to file a claim on this laptop, I'm going to make sure they know I have all those software so I can get paid for that. And a lot exactly. of insurers miss that, or the carriers miss that, too. Mm-hmm. And even a claims adjuster. They're just, you know, I look at the, oh, you had a Commodore. Here's my closest like kind of quality. Have a nice day. Yeah, some people have specialty programs on there that you need to be reimbursed for to purchase that program again. You're right. That's a good yep. one, George. Good one. And that concept okay. of replacement cost, replacing a today's value, you know, today's replacement, applies mm-hmm. to pretty much everything. Uh, okay. All your contents, that's affected. Your dwelling, mm-hmm. that's affected. It's based on today's market value and today's replacement. Not exactly. Or last week. Now, that, com- that computer is key for this. Now, so let's say mm-hmm. this poor lady did not read her policy said, I'm going to keep my pizza money. I'm not going to pay that extra little piddly premium to get replacement cost on my contents. How much would you have given her for that Commodore computer? Wow. I mean, I probably would have given her maybe a hundred bucks. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Just to go, eh, you know, just you know, because here. <laughs> yes. And, you know, it, it's everybody, really obsolete. Everybody, hates, everybody, Ron, you know everybody hates insurance companies, right? Oh, Yes. We're car salesmen. We're attorneys. We're mm-hmm. trying to yeah. steal their money, keep up, keep all the money. Example, you just George, I'm going to stop you there. You're cutting out a little bit, so tip your head to the side oh. and turn left. Oh, okay, well, left. How's that? Better? Better, because people, George has such good information. I'm not going to let him chat away, and we're missing half his words. Go ahead, George. Keep your head to the right and talk cool. to me. All right, to the right. Here we go. Um, so, <laughs> you know, the ca- what we try to do, if we see a, a unique situation, we get a lot of these unique situations where well, the insurer mm-hmm. don't even get a hundred dollars. We try to work with the insurer and negotiate. It's not a mm-hmm. concrete thing, you know. Actually, most things are concrete, but when it comes to trying to help the insurer, there is no concrete barrier, you know, barrier, yes or no, black or white. Um, no. We we try to negotiate with the insurer and try to help them. We're not the bad guys. We're trying to here to help. Yeah, (laughs) we're the bad guys here. We're not (laughs) exactly, and and I swear to goodness, because and like I said earlier, George's been in the business a hundred years. I've been in it for seventeen. You don't stick around in this business if you don't like helping people. (laughs) So, yeah, your adjuster may have a grumpy day that day, may not be as perky and sweet and adorable, but I swear, people, you wouldn't believe the hours we put in behind the scenes to actually get you as far as we can on a policy. We really do. We work hard to do that because we care. But, okay, so George, so so let's talk about this one more round, this like, kind, and quality, because what you mentioned there and helping the insured get the most bang for their buck, I want to talk about the biggest thing that comes up for me in losses, because it does happen, people. 
where um, you're going to have a loss and you're going to say, okay, I got my settlement check. It's actual cash value. What do I do with this check? Do I make my repairs? But I had blue carpet. I want marble. Let, let's talk about that a little bit, George. Let's give a let's give an example. Let's say uh, my house burned down, but not my whole house. Just my just my uh, living room. I had a candle, had a candle that I left unattended. The story of our lives that burned down the living room, and now I'm getting a check. So, so walk me through a few different things here. Let's say I have replacement cost for the dwelling. We've already talked about that, people. That's on most policies, but make sure. Let's say I do have. Uh, replacement cost of my contents. My living room burns down. I'm gonna get a check for my actual cash value of that loss. Talk to me, what can I do with that check, George? What should I do? You know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually back up just a little bit. So okay, I'm taking a step back. fire in the mm-hmm. living room. You got the adjuster that comes in, the adjuster's gonna write an estimate for what you have. So mm-hmm. you, if you have drywall with pink polka dots, we're going to mm-hmm. pay you for drywall with pink polka dots. Mm-hmm. We're going to pay you for exactly what you have in that room. You got six-inch baseboard trim. We're going to pay you for six-inch baseboard trim. So as a consumer, when you're reviewing the adjuster's estimate, make sure that that's accurate. Make sure your six-inch baseboard is on that estimate. It's not four-inch. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. make sure you guys look at that. But like, kind, and quality. So we've, <clears throat> Ron, I've given you the ACP check. A good adjuster would have, would have told you, all right, what do you do with that check and how do you recover additional money once the repairs are done, right? When you agree, right. a good adjuster will tell you that. Okay. And, of course, a good carrier and adjuster will also follow up in writing so you have records of exactly what you've been paid and how to recover money for the replacement mm-hmm. cost. Mm-hmm. So you should always ask for a letter that outlines that, that settlement and those provisions or the conditions that you have to apply. Exactly. So, <clears throat> now, this is a bit difficult because each carrier is different. So some ca- your typical carrier, after you get that check, it, the carrier gives you 180 days to file an intent for replacement cost. Now, what does that mean? You, a lot of people out there are like, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> at, at first, I, I thought the same thing. It's like, what? what? Why? I mean, as insurance professionals, sometimes, yes, we scratch our heads like, why is this written this way? And why uh-huh. is this in here? I don't get it. No, I so, still do that on every that, policy. Are you kidding me? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Um, so what that means is, all right, once you get that check, and you, if you intend to do the repairs, you have 180 days to let the carrier know that you're doing the repairs. Now, and that's key, some people. Policies very specific. They have to be a written correspondence, I believe. Um, yes. I can't remember that. I can't remember. I think the policy language is something like, you must notify us within 180 days of your intent to collect your right. depreciation holdback or something similar to that nature. The key intent. phrase being intent. Mm-hmm. doesn't say that's, you have the- to make the repairs, just that you intend to. Right. Intent, so. and that's what throws a lot of people off. And you know what? I've seen a lot of justice been thrown off on that because they think, oh, no, you have 180 days to do the repairs. Now, people, mm-hmm. please keep in mind that some policies are different. Some actually yes. take 365 days. Some doesn't have the intent language in there. Some very specific. But I'm yep. just being very general because this is what I've seen most common is the mm-hmm. intent piece. So, again, right? look at you your policy, people. Yep, but this is 180 days out of all the carriers I've worked for and the different manuscript policies and everything I've seen. I, 
the majority is 180 days to give your intent. And I can't stress this enough, people. Um, don't call up your adjuster and say, hey, um, yeah, I'll make those repairs. I'll get back with you next month and get my replacement cost. No. You send your adjuster an email telling them that you intend to make the repairs and intend to collect your depreciation hold back. Send it to them in writing. And on that email, put in there, please reply and confirm receipt of this email. And then you hold on to that. Why? What if your contractor, God forbid, has whatever emergency, but you really love his contractor, you want to use him, and you can't start that work for another year? Well, you can still claim it. Why? Because you have this email saying, hey, I intended to claim this money. You don't do that. They don't have to honor that. Now, I don't know. Most carriers are good and probably would. Probably, depend on how much the check is. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If, if you know, if it's a million dollar check, you're looking to get re- back the rest of it. You better have stuff in writing, people. But definitely email to show your intent. George, humor me. I love Florida. You know that. I love Florida. Oh, yeah. I love my St. Pete. And um, let's say that, you know, uh, I, I have damage, and the only thing that got damaged was my Commodore computer. Okay? Uh, weird loss. Well, that's the only thing damaged. But, it, well, here, spontaneously combusted. Fire. There you go. Covered. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? It's the only thing that got damaged. You give me that actual cash value check. Okay? Do I have to go out and buy my closest light, kind, and quality of that Commodore computer? What can I do with my check? Uh, actually... You don't. And you know, back in my adjusting days, I always used to, I hate to say this, but you know, when, when someone had a loss, I always tell them, like, look, I'm sorry for your loss, but this is a great opportunity to upgrade what you have to make this mm-hmm. even better before the loss. What I mean mm-hmm. by that, in your example, let's say you're coming on 64, you're equivalent today, Adele. Well, mm-hmm. why not get an Apple? I get an Apple to a lot faster. It's in today. Because it's a cult. Barely, because Apple is a right. cult. That's why, George. Mm. Poor example. Get an <laughs> Apple. Um, so I'm always encouraging people, hey, you know, if, if you have the means to do it, upgrade. The biggest one that I've always told people, and Rana, you met, you've probably seen this many times, um, is come roofing. Roofing. Yeah. Oh, roofing, roofing is the biggest one. I mean, you know, is it a good roof? Eh, I'm not going to comment because I'm not sure who's airing, who's on listening to the show. But... <laughs> For me, I would never go with three tap roofs, especially here in Florida. So those things, oh. you know, in the hurricane force winds, you're just coming off. So I, I'm going to take advantage of the insurance money, spend a couple, you know, add a little bit of money of mine, and I'm going to upgrade to architectural change. Mm-hmm. I'm going to increase mm-hmm. the value of my house. It's going to look great. Same thing exactly. like kitchens. A lot of people have laminate, it's damaged. Hey, but when you upgrade, spend a couple extra bucks and put marble in there. So yes. I always encourage people to, hey, this is a great opportunity for you to upgrade. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you do upgrade, we don't pay for the actual upgrade cost, you know, the difference in the cost, but we'll still mm-hmm. pay the remaining balance for the replacement cost we originally had. So that exactly. Was a so, exactly. It, but, George, you've pounded this, and, and I don't care how many times we pound it. I still find homeowners, I'll come back a couple years later because I may be in the same territory or whatever. They have another loss, and I'll look and think, Why? Why didn't you use that check? Add it to some more money and upgrade then, because now you have the same stuff, which, don't get me wrong, may be good, but 
Make the most out of your money, people. Use that to improve your dwelling, improve your contents, whatever you have. The insurance company is already paying part of it. Put that into it. Um, tell you what, George, my engineer, good old Aaron's in my ear going, get off, get off, commercial break. People, um, go heat up your coffee, get another cup, come back with George and I. We're going to tell you about a few more things that you really need to know if you want your money on that settlement check. When we come back with Rhonda, CYA with Rhonda on Voice America. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to CYA with Rhonda. To reach Rhonda Lukey or her guest today, you're welcome to call in to the live program at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Want to drop us an email instead? Send it to CYA with Rhonda at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I'm on today with George Cruz, been in the business forever. We're talking about loss settlement and how you get paid by the insurance company and what that check means and how to make the most of it. Before we get into too much detail and I get sidetracked, um, I do want to give a shout out to Jake Wicks. Um, I did cat duty down in Florida for Hurricane Irma, and in doing so was the time when I was trying to set up production on the show and trying to come up with a great name for the show and... Um, I worked with one of the cat guys down there, wonderful gentleman, Jake Wicks. He's also been in the business. Um, and he came up one day and he said, CYA with Rhonda, because you're there to help cover their assets. And he paused and went, cover their assets. And I went, oh, my gosh, you're awesome, Jake. And that is what I intend to do. So, Jake, thank you very much for the help on that. All right, George. Um Want to touch base back again here with you. We're talking about like, kind, and quality. If I get an actual cash value check, not only do I 
when I get my settlement check for the actual cash value. So let, let's t- take a step back. I have a roof. It's a three-tab shingle. It's a cheap one. It's only a 20-year shingle. Um, and it gets blown away because we had a hurricane and it's not going to survive. And and the insurance company comes out and says, okay, it's going to cost $10,000 to put on a new roof and you're owed 10000 if you actually replace it. But until you do, you have a crappy roof. It depreciates. We're going to give you $4,000 right now. Now I can take that 4000 as George recommended, and I love you. Forget the, the another three-tab, 20-year shingle. I am getting my 40-year architectural shingle. Put your money into it, people. Use that money, and you can always upgrade. George, I like Florida. Could I take that actual cash value and say... You know, I never intended to replace that blue carpet anyway. Uh, I'm just going to put down an area rug. But the insurance company is kind enough to give me, you know, $1,500 for it. Can I take that actual cash value check and go buy myself a plane ticket to come down and see you? So, Rhonda, you can, once you get paid, you can Mm -hmm. do whatever you want, technically. So we've paid mm-hmm. you for the damages. It's not the carrier's responsibility to do the repairs for it, for the homeowner. It's the homeowner's responsibility. So mm-hmm. technically, the homeowner is responsible or is has the ability to do anything with that check. However, at times, most people in America here have a mortgage. And if there's dwelling damage, mm-hmm. we require that the carrier is required to put the mortgage company on the check. So when you get the check, you may have the insurance name on it. And you may also have the mortgage company on it. And I guarantee mm-hmm. you, the mortgage company is not going to let you take a trip with that money. Aww. The mortgage company would want you to do those repairs. <clears throat> but if the check is just in your name, yes, you can do whatever you want with that check. However, there can be consequences with that. I'll give you a quick example. Mm-hmm. Let's say your roof. You know what? Yeah, your roof is really old and should be repla- should have been replaced 20 years ago. You got all this money. I want to go to Wise. Get my roof. Mm-hmm. You know why you come back and all of a sudden you get a notice from the insurance company that they're dropping you. Why? Because you can replace your roof. Mm-hmm. So the carrier does watch on certain things to see if you actually do the replacement. Because what's going to happen if you don't replace that roof, you're going to have further damage later on, and that's a risk the carrier doesn't want to take. So they're going to probably most likely cancel the policy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Keep in let- mind that. It, that well, I was going to say, and let's look at these roofs, people, and Mother Nature is just a winch. I'm just telling you she is a frillin' winch. If you don't replace something, and let's say you got lucky and, and the damage was minor on your roof, but for whatever reason, the adjuster was putting Kahlua in their coffee that morning and said, ah, heck, I don't care, I'm going to give you a whole new roof. And you're thinking, you know what, I can repair this little corner by myself for a lot less money and pocket the rest. People, anything to do with your dwelling that protects it, Please, please, please put that money back into it because what's going to happen is Mother Nature's going to give you another storm next week. And then you're going to call your carrier and say, oh, now the other side of the roof's damaged. They're going to pull that file and say, wait a minute, we already paid you for a new roof last week. You didn't put it on? Well, we're not buying it again. So now you could have even more damage and you're going to be sinking because you can't afford to pay for the additional damage that then will not be covered by your carrier. So... If they're giving you an actual cash value check for something in your dwelling, something to protect your dwelling, your roof, your your flooring, anything major, put it back into it. 
please, an upgrade if you can. But now that I totally sidetracked you there, George, what if it's an actual cash value check that I got? Huh? Say again, I lost you. Oh, I was going to say now that I sidetracked you. Nothing new. But let's say it's an actual cash value. (laughs) (laughs) You're killing me. I'm coming down there just to, I'm coming down to Florida, not just for my peaches now, but just to kick George's buns. Anyway, um, so let's say I have personal property damage. My dwelling was fine. But it was, well, no, let's take that door again. We have that door up front because I can't stress this enough, people. Here's how you make the most bang out of your buck for that settlement check. Someone breaks into that blue door. uh, So my door is damaged and they stole my stuff. Well, that door was just a cheap hollow door that I put on the front. That's why they got in so easy. So I get my actual cash value check for that. I had a green couch that I absolutely hated. Never really intended to replace it. Take the actual cash value money that they pay you for your couch, put it towards the door, and use that money to upgrade the door. Make the most out of your money, people. Um, George. Rhonda, I want to throw you a curveball, Rhonda. Oh, please do. Please do. I'm going to throw you a curveball. Ready? Here we go. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Remember my example about that door? Remember that uh-huh. I told you that door was $1,000 to replace? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We gave mm-hmm. them their $200, and then uh, once they do the repairs, and give you the remaining $800. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. So let's say we gave the insured $200, and the insurer comes back and says, yeah, I got it repaired for 900 not the 1000 So <gasps> give the rest of the 800 And I'm like, well, it doesn't work that way. If you actually got it, in, you know, you got an incurred cost to replace that door at 900 the policy only owes up to the 900 not exactly. Exactly. So don't think that you're getting the other hundred to put into something else. Right. People think you're entitled to that thousand, regardless. But hey, if you got it done for less, the policy is very specific. Um, then we'll pay you up to the replacement cost, and in this case, the replacement cost was nine hundred dollars. Yep. So they're only going to see that other difference, not the full monty. But move your money around, people. That's the way. And talk to your adjuster. A good adjuster will give you all this information and work with you to make the most bang for your buck to put you not only where you were, but if there's portions in the policy that allow you to, um, the whole idea is to indemnify, but if there's portions in the policy like an ACB check where you're not going to replace your couch and you want to put it into the dwelling, great, go for it, people. Make the most of it. Um we have a short part of this segment left, George. What else can we touch on? How about coinsurance? You want to tell people about coinsurance? <laughs> coinsurance. You know, mm-hmm. coinsurance for you and I, Ron, was big years ago. Oh, and yeah. a lot of people don't re- actually, most consumers don't know what coinsurance is, but coinsurance is kind of as simple as possible. So it's a provision policy that today most carriers don't enforce. Well, it's still in the policy. They can enforce it if they want to, but in today's insurance environment, they, no one really enforces it. It's more enforced on the business side and the business policies, um, but you rarely see it on the homeowner side. So the carriers want to be sure that your house is insured to value. What that means is, let's say your house is, is worth $100,000. We want to make sure it's insured for $100,000. Okay. And in the past, we found people like, you know what, I need to save on premium. I don't want to be sure. Well, that's going to bite you in the butt. Because if you, ha- yep. if you have a loss, that will, there's a provision in the policy called coinsurance. Mm-hmm. And the, co- the coinsurance actually 
applies a penalty if your house if your house is not properly insured. Some policies are is eighty percent, meaning your house must be eighty percent to value. So in in my example, uh hundred hundred thousand dollars, the house would have to be at least at least eighty thousand dollars insured for the penalty not to apply. But mm-hmm. because he was at seventy, then a penalty would apply. And the penalty is usually a percentage. So if your claim settlement, let's say, is $10,000, we actually take a percentage of that settlement that's coming to you, coming to me, sure, as a penalty you take it out. So you may only get $8,000. Exactly. But again, the, the good thing today is most carriers do not apply that coinsurance clause. Uh, mm-hmm. It is in Not policy. unless it's it obvious. It can be enforced. Say what? Mm-hmm. I don't think I really see it so much. I, w- I don't hardly ever see it for homeowners people because your agent's good about pricing out how much it's going to be to uh, rebuild the dwelling and such. But I can tell you, I do see it on businesses getting enforced. If, you know, if if for some reason um, you went real cheap on the insurance and you should have insured it for a hundred thousand and you only insured it for 60,000, I promise you they will come after you for the difference um, on the settlement check, they will take it out of there. One, and we only got a minute and a half, George, but this is so important. I want to tell people code upgrade. Um, people, if you have um, uh, code changes all the time, if you have damage to your home under a general policy, do they owe when that's damaged and there's additional cost for code upgrade, George? Do they? Uh, if they have code upgrade, they owe it, but it's only if it's incurred. You have to incur it first before you get paid for it. Okay. So let's be sure, people, in your policy, um, under the loss settlement provision, it's going to tell you in there that, that if you have um, damages and there's code upgrade involved, they do not cover them. There's special endorsements you can get on your policy. As George said earlier in the show, you only have a base policy. We add in all that little stuff. You pay a few bucks for it get you more coverage but you can add an endorsement to get code upgrade so two things today that george really gave us one make sure you have replacement cost on your contents two make sure you have code upgrade those are two huge things people that are going to save you on your loss we're down to about 20 seconds so i want to thank mr cruz for coming today and help educating us and george you're going to come back for several other shows please i'll be back Rhonda. i'll be back mr knowledgeable Mr. Knowledgeable. Thank you, everyone, for joining me me. today. Oh, I love you, George. I'll be down in Florida. Thank you, everyone, for joining me today. Um, Tune in next week, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. We're going to see what other good education we can give you on your claims. Thank you for tuning in this week for CYA with Rhonda. Please join your host, Rhonda Lukey, again next Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time as we talk insurance again on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until we talk again, stay safe.